Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello, welcome to Money Tips. Hope you're having a great day. Um, well, the, the headlines today is that half a million tenants in the UK could lose their home without financial help. And this comes on top of uh, the announcement by Boris Johnson that uh, we have now a roadmap out of lockdown and I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Um, also, U.S. Tech, tech, tech stocks have fallen sharp, sharply, which could be ominous for the end of the bull run. Who knows? And I'm going to tell you about a free software that could help you launch your online marketing business this year. Well, almost immediately, in fact. So up to half a million tenants are at risk of losing their home without some sort of financial help. And this is, comes on a warning from charities, landlords and lenders. Uh, the citizens' advice uh, estimate that half a million private tenants are in arrears due to the impact of COVID-19. And the Resolution Foundation told the BBC that 750,000 renters had fallen behind on housing costs just in January. And that's 450,000 more than the previous January. So it's, you know, it's obviously down to the COVID situation. Uh, and the Think Tank reports that 3% of private renting families uh, have been able to negotiate lower rents over the last 10 months. This is where they could go back to their landlords and say, well, look, I want to reduce my rent. And I don't suppose landlords w may not be in a position to do that, uh, even if you're with a housing association or a council. Uh, so, so people are in, in a bit of trouble. Uh, of course, there's a, there's a ban on eviction, but um, the housing, uh, you know, l last week, the housing secretary, Robert Jenrick, announced that the ban on bailiff-enforced evictions in England would be extended until the 31st of March, which means hundreds of thousands of tenants are effectively living on borrowed time, um, you know, waiting like, you know, they've got this sword of Damocles hanging over them, uh, this possible eviction. Uh, but, you know, it, it will take time for, even if you wanted to evict somebody, it would take months and months because you'd have to start the action and, and wait for a court hearing, wait for... Uh, perhaps even if you win the, the case, you know, you've got uh, uh, to, to then apply for bailiffs to come out and that sort of thing. So, uh, it, you know, if you're a tenant and you just don't want to pay your rent, I think you've got a bit more time than the end of 31st of March. And if you're a landlord, unfortunately, then, you know, you've got to wait a bit longer before you can get your property back. Uh, and possibly, I, I mean, we look at landlords as greedy landlords and that. So a lot of landlords are small investors, maybe one or two buy-to-let property. They've probably got a mortgage on it. Millions of landlords have mortgages on them. And maybe they're in, in, in arrears as well, or they can't afford to pay their mortgage without rent. A lot of landlords might be uh, a retired person with one property that they, they rely on for, for, for income, for their pension. Uh, because pension rates and interest rates are so low at the moment, you get less than 1% on your money. So they're probably relying on this to live on. So not all landlords are big companies, you know, driving around in Rolls Royces. So millions of buy-select landlords, uh, as I said, have mortgages. Uh, and we, we'd be interested to see what happens to, to those people as this all sort of rolls out. Uh, I, I heard today that a guy bought 
a property off of a, a distressed landlord who had tenants who were not paying and he bought the property at uh, something like 25% below market value, uh, which, which is unbelievable, really. That means the landlord was so worried about the situation that they just wanted to get rid of the property because they've got tenants in there, they're not paying. You know, they can't even think ahead about how to get, get rid of tenants who are not paying. Now, fortunately, I've been lucky with, with my tenants, but some people are genuinely in a position where they can't pay. I've heard from other landlords that say the tenants could pay their rent, but they've just decided not to because there are they could go on to benefits and Universal Credit could pay the rent for them. But, you know, a lot of people have slipped through the, the net during this lockdown. They're not getting the help they need. And we know that. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Now, Boris Johnson yesterday announced the roadmap out of lockdown. Uh, but there's little cheer for some sectors, including hospitality and travel, which are basically going to lose out on the Easter trade. And some some businesses will not be able to fully open for months ahead. And the hospitality is, is I've heard it described as the fourth largest or fifth largest industry sector in the UK. So it accounts for billions of pounds and you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of jobs. You think of all the people working in hospitality and all the small businesses, the little cafes, the pubs, the small you know, independent restaurants that have had to, to suffer during this period uh, for months and months. And, you know, some of them would have hoped that the lockdown would end quicker and they could get back to business much faster. So there'll be, it'd be a, a, this will be done in stages, basically. And I, I won't go through everything uh, in detail because I'm going to put it on the, on the blog and on Money Tips Daily, and you can see it on Facebook as well. But there'll be stages from like stage one from March the 8th, basically with children going back to school, uh, two people being allowed to meet outside to, on, and have a coffee or a picnic on a park bench. You try finding a park bench. Uh, and, you know, I was out at the weekend in a park and I saw, you know, six and seven people walking around together um, and didn't seem to, to, to bother anybody. Uh, toilets around the London area seem to be permanently closed. They've got big chains on them. So even if you go out, make sure, you know, you're covered in that respect. Um, but, you know, one nominated person can visit a care home, they say, but then we know you can apparently hold someone's hand, but you can't cuddle them. I mean, it's, it's just like you, you, some ways you couldn't make this stuff up. Um, and already families have said, well, if I've got my mum in a care home and there are two or three of us in the family, then you can only nominate one person to go and visit. And, and then what? You know, what about the others? It's, it's you know, uh, it, it's just crazy. But schools schools will reopen. Schools have been open for uh, parents of, uh, uh, for children of parents who are considered key workers. Uh, and they have this say, saying, key workers, as if only people working in hospitals or care homes or, or, or NHS are key. But other workers are key to somebody. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be employing them. Um, and then there'll be a review after Easter for, for university students. Um, and and the, the, there's more there on, on the website, so I won't go through everything. But then the next stage or the next uh, phase of stage one is March the 29th, when people will be allowed to meet outside with one other household or within the rule of six. Uh, the stay at home rule ends at the moment. There is a rule that we should stay at home, but the government will urge people to not only go out where it's necessary, uh, outdoor sports facilities will will open golf courses tennis courts basketball again you know a lot of people would consider that golf is is very safe and why couldn't that open now um i mean two two guys on a golf course two women on the golf course mainly of the sort of older variety i'd say um walking around 
I can't see how that that is a risk. It's certainly less risky than going into a supermarket nowadays where a lot of people walk in without any masks. Um, indoor sports facilities, will, uh, I said outdoor for sports, but not indoor sports facilities. Um, some outdoor organised sports events will reopen. Parents um, of, of children's group can return. So, so that's the next stage there. Um, weddings attended by up to six people can take place. Um, so, yeah, but then what about the, the hospitality? That, that's, that's a period around Easter. And yet um, all shops... And I'm at the moment, supermarkets and the central shops are supposed to be able to open, but all shops will be only allowed to open then from stage two, which is from the 12th of April. And then, I mean, again, they're calling these non-essential shops. But I would have thought if you're a parent and you've got growing kids who need new shoes, then a shoe shop is quite essential, I would have thought. And it's there's an anomaly that shops like Argos and Tesco's are allowed to sell non-essential items to people, whereas... You know, the shops who are just a shoe shop or just a, a clothes shop have all had to be shut. And then their staff are on furlough, being paid for by taxpayers, you and I, if you happen to be a UK taxpayer. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a bit of an anom anomaly. And I'm, I'm sure the shops will be disappointed that they're not allowed to open until the 12th of April, as are restaurants and pub gardens, who then will be allowed to open from the 12th of April. And pubs will be allowed to serve alcohol. Well, that's good news because that's, that's where they make most of their money but only to customers sitting outside. Now, we've had pub uh, bodies on talking about this and saying, well, you know, only a small percentage of pubs actually have outdoor pub gardens, beer gardens, as they, they were called. And what about the pubs in the cities where town centres, where there's no outside facilities or they can only put a couple of tables outside? You know, pubs can't run on, you know, 10% of their, their trade or 10% of their capacity. And, and pubs have been stopped from even serving takeaway alcohol uh all, all this time really since christmas uh which is has killed the trade you know a lot of pubs are going to just going to close down as are a lot of restaurants gyms and spas will be allowed to open hairdressers beauty salons uh, i suppose nail bars uh and uk domestic holidays will be permitted at the moment people in the uk are banned from going on holiday is is illegal uh but people can come into the country and and spread their germs that's okay and that's been been going on for about a year, but it's illegal for me to, to even go on holiday to South End, or I certainly can't get on a plane anywhere to go on holiday. But self-contained accommodation for people who are in that in that market can reopen by use of members of the same household. Or I don't know, I don't know how this is going to be policed, uh, but children will be allowed to attend indoor play activities, zoos and theme parks will be allowed to open. Again, they could have done with the, the Easter trade, could they not? Zoos. I mean. You know, the time you want to go to a zoo is on a, on a weekend where, where it's holiday weekend. You know, they could have really have done with that. Or the children's holidays at, during the, the Easter break where children are on holiday. That's the time the zoos and, and theme parks needed the trade. And they're losing out on this. It's a key part of their year. And drive-in cinemas can reopen. I mean, have you ever seen a drive-in cinema in the UK? I, I haven't. I see them on old movies, in Hollywood movies, but, you know, from the 1960s. But I, I don't know of any. You tell me if there's a drive-in cinema anywhere near you. And libraries and community centres can reopen. Weddings can be attended by up to 15 people. I mean, this is so confusing. People, I've got 10, we've got 6, we've got 15. No. Anyway, then there's stage 3, 17th of May. People can then attend, uh, meet in groups uh, of up to 30 outdoors. Six people can meet indoors. Um, pubs and restaurants and other uh, hospitality venues 
can seat customers indoors. Well, hallelujah. From the 17th of May, they'll be actually probably um, getting back to, to more or less full capacity, but, but then they'll be subject to social distances. Can they put all their tables out? Uh, up to 30 people can meet to celebrate weddings or other life events like christenings and, and probably funerals and that sort of thing, I suppose. Um, and uh, remain in outdoor entertainment such as outdoor theatres. I mean, how many outdoor theatres are there? And cinemas, outdoor cinemas. I mean, I know of one outdoor theatre in Regent's Park uh, in London, but that, that's all. Again, the theatres are losing out on their on massive amounts of business. Indoor entertainment such as museums, theatres, uh, can can open but these will obviously be subject to uh, limits and I put the limits up here uh, for indoor events half capacity or a thousand people larger events up to 40,000 capacity can only allow 10,000 people to, to attend so if you're going to a concert and at the the the, the O2 only 10,000 people can attend well are they going to ramp up the ticket prices to to make money for the event for the for the venue and for the the artist I don't know hostels ho Hotels, hostels and B&Bs can reopen. International level leisure travel will resume no earlier than the 17th of May. Adult indoor uh, sports and exercises classes will open up again. So people can't go on international holidays until the 17th of May. Then there's a talk about this uh, so-called uh, vaccine passport that maybe airlines are going to insist on or other countries will insist on. But they are reviewing whether we need one within the domestic part of the UK like do I need a, a vaccine passport to go and buy a loaf of bread that that's under review and I don't think I hope that will not come in uh, personally that <clears throat> now there's even another stage in case you're confused by now stage four from the 21st of June all legal limits on social contact will be removed so up until that point you know restaurants and pubs will still be restricted because they'll have to keep people apart uh, there'll, there'll be no legal limit on the number of people who can attend a wedding and a funeral and other life events. Uh, from April, the government will run pilots for events such as large weddings, festivals and, and work conferences. Um, and this will determine how to measure such as enhanced testing might allow groups to attend. So that there could be uh, a, a testing process where they'll have a rapid test uh, before you can sort of go into anywhere. Uh, maybe there'll be a bouncer on the nightclub door. Going, Ooh, no test, you can't come in. Here, I'll stick this up your nose and, and then you can come in. But that's not going to bother me because you should probably guess I don't go to many nightclubs. Uh, so I don't know about you, but nightclubs will be allowed to reopen from the 21st of June. I laugh about this, but this is a big uh, sector of the nighttime economy. because uh, I don't know many daytime nightclubs, but it, it, it actually generates you know, billions of pounds for, for the hospitality sector, you know, creates a lot of jobs and so, so on. But so I, I'm, not, I'm not being flippant about it, but nightclubs have been shut down for a long, long time. Now, there are these four tests as well for easing restrictions. Um, you know, th these are things like uh, the vaccine program continues to go to plan. Well, I don't see how that's going to stop. Vaccines are sufficiently reducing the number of people dying. That's already happening. Infection rates do not... Uh, risk a surge in hospital uh, admissions. I don't think that's going to happen because things are going down. They're well below the, the so-called R rate at the moment. And new coronavirus variants do not fundamentally change the risk of lifting restrictions. So will there be another variant that will throw a spanner in the works? Uh, we, we shall have to see. If you want to see full details of that, the BBC News website, I'll put a link up here, but the BBC News web website is very useful for that sort of thing. Now, the other news is that US tech stocks, these are stocks on the NASDAQ uh, um, 
index have fallen sharply for the second day. When I say sharply, they've fallen by a few hundred points uh, here and there. Uh, It's still a drop. I mean, the Dow Jones, which is the the main sort of index, fell uh, by 87 points and the the Nasdaq by nearly 200 points. It doesn't sound a lot, but um, I mean, it only represents you know, a couple of percent of their value, but um, that's billions of pounds wiped off companies. And it's the second day running, which could be ominous. That apparently there's fears that a rise in interest rates could stall the economic uh, recovery. We, we shall have to see. Could it be the end of a bull run? Could we start seeing things drop? Who knows? It was about this time last year when there was the last drop. Uh, but we have had this massive bull runs, particularly since last year, which um, is, is a bit unrealistic considering you know, we're in the worst recession for 300 years and, you know, companies are going broke and, and people are not outspending money. But uh, the markets have nevertheless been rising and they've been on this, apart from last year's dip, they've been on a sort of 10, 12 year uh, bull run going up. Uh, so a lot of people are predicting that this is the year when the stock markets will crash or there'll be a large correction. We, sh- we shall have to see. Other people are saying, no, the bubble is going to continue on for the time being. But, you know, we know that um, things are are tough out there and yet the market kept going up, partly due to the amount of money that's been printed, the amount of money that's been pumped into the economy by Bank of England, you know, the the European Union Central Bank and uh, the Federal Reserve. And then you've got uh, the new president, Biden, saying he'll print nearly two trillion dollars into infrastructure to get the the US economy back up and running again. Uh, So. Who knows? I mean, that's going to eventually will cause inflation and that that money will have to be paid back at some stage. We've got a budget coming up in the UK uh, next month, 3rd of March. So will taxes go up for landlords? Will taxes go up for investors? Will will they hit people who've got some money, some savings, uh, the soft targets, if you like? We we shall have to see. Uh, The other thing I want to talk to you about is uh, online marketing. Now, I've, I've talked about starting a business and I see a lot of people trying to start physical businesses and open up shops in the high street, despite the fact that shops are closing down everywhere. They say there's always one born every day. I'm not saying that they're they're suckers, but you know when you see a shop closed down that was a hairdresser, and then you see another guy coming and he opens up another hairdresser, and there's ten of them already on the high street. You think, well, do they not think about where their trade is going to come from? And then they're closing down. A year or two down the road, having lost their savings, having lost you know the premium on the on the lease, all that money they paid in rent, you know, to, to open up a shop even in a suburban high street is is going to cost you fifty thousand a year with rent, with uh, your your council rates and your your other uh, utility costs and maybe one member of staff. You know, you're looking at a thousand pound a week before you can make any money that week you've got to cover that cost of a thousand pounds a week to open up any kind of shop and i see shops opening up selling poundland kind of stuff for one or two pounds when there's a poundland around the corner doing it bigger and better than them and there's another pound shop across the road and you think what where where are they going to make their money they've got to sell a lot of pound stuff uh, you know got to sell a thousand of them just to make to break even that week. So I, I don't understand it. When you could open up a business online, you could open up a business completely online. There's lots of ways of doing it. Uh, but the thing that's, that uh, stops people doing it and stalls them doing this is 
how can I get a website together? How can I, I, I build a website? Now, I've been on courses before where they say, go and set up a WordPress website. It's free. It's easy. And then then you, you open it up and then you think, well, what do I do now? And then you've got to bring in a plugin or a theme. You think, well, whatever they are. And then you've got to pay for this and pay for that. And then you end up using a developer who doesn't quite get it the way you want it to do uh, or doesn't even get it up at all. And I've had this where I've... I've, I've uh, hired developers in India and Pakistan and the Philippines and they haven't quite done the work for me that I wanted to, to be done in, in the way I wanted to be to, it to be done and then I've had sites from WordPress just uh, crash they've been uh, corrupted and uh, they've had to start again literally so what do you do well, well now there's a free software that's been launched um, to, to really help you get your online marketing business up and running uh, it's called Groove Funnels and it, it's uh, a way of building your, your website or web pages without having to pay a developer because it's simple to use. You've got templates there and it, it's actually free for life. And you only pay if you want to then expand it further or you want more than, I think, three sites. So you can get certainly up to three sites for free. And when you sign in, unlike these sites that say, well, sign in with a credit card. We won't take any money from you, but just put your credit card there in case. You think, oh, I'm a bit nervous about that because it's very difficult to stop a credit card payment or a recurring credit card payment, which is even more difficult. So this one, you can you can set it up. You don't even need to put your credit card details in. So it's no games, no fine print. Um, and it, it's it's free to start with. I don't think it's going to last forever. They're in the, they're a newish company, about a year old. So that they're, they're trying to get themselves off the ground. And uh, this is a simple way. Now, what is a funnel? A funnel is just like, like a funnel that you pour oil into a car. It's wide at the outside and narrow on the inside. With a funnel, you're pouring leads and prospects into a funnel. And some of those might buy, some of them might be interested, and then you, you provide them with more information. And eventually you get down to the bottom of the funnel and they, some will become customers. And that's what a funnel is. It, it puts leads into a to, to what you call a sales funnel, basically, but you can do this on a on a on a series of web pages. So the first page might be the offer. The next page is somebody might opt into something. The next page they might buy something. And these are very easy to do with with this type of software with Groove Funnels because it's geared up for that type of uh, process. Whereas the average web developer doesn't really know what a funnel is. I remember this a few years ago, trying to get them to build funnels. Go, what's a funnel? It's just a website, isn't it? No, it's it's a bit more than just a website where you've just got a page and people go onto that page and then go away again. This is where you're making a sales offer. And that's what you need if you're running an online marketing business. So uh, th th this system is really good. It's effective tools where you don't need a, a web developer. Unless you, you really don't understand anything at all, then you could bring in a web developer. But with the basic tools there, a web developer wouldn't cost you as much as say starting from a blank canvas and they've got all the templates there so you could basically set most of it up yourself so Groove Funnels is there um, and it's not only is it just a funnel building service but you can also add on things like um, you know choosing your own domains use their domains use your own domains you can bring in things like a shopping cart a shopping cart is basically where you go to to a to pay with a credit card, you can add that in within the same service. Whereas normally you'd have to bring in these things to a WordPress site, 
I, I wouldn't know where to start bringing in shopping carts, bringing in this, bringing in that, uh, pulling in. Then you, you might need an email service where you want to email clients within an integrated system. So you follow up with emails that can all be done within GrooveFunnels rather than having to then pay another provider uh, like Aweber uh, or, and then you pay them 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 or sometimes 200 pounds a month, depending or dollars, depending on how many email people you've got in your list. Uh, so this this system gives you really everything under one roof. And then you can set up a membership site in there as well. Um, everything within one under, under one roof for free. And then you only pay you only upgrade if you want to upgrade should you want to expand further and have more and more websites. But initially, you can get your business going for free. Now, in addition to that, um, if you haven't got a product yet for online marketing, this could be your product because they'll allow you to, to they'll give you an affiliate uh, commission deal where they will allow you to offer this this service to your to your uh, customers, to your friends and family, to anybody, and then get paid a small commission based on, on, on whether they sign up with the free account or not. It's, it's not, you know, it's not um, the be all and end all, but it, it, it gives you a product to start with. It's not multi-level marketing. It's just saying, if you introduce a customer that customer to us, we'll pay you a small commission. So that, that's, that's a nice little addition thing to there. But basically it's a great software service and it will help you get your business up and running. So I'm gonna put a link up at the bottom of this page, have a look at it, have a play around with it. And if you sign up for a free account, uh, that's great. Hope you do. Um, but if you don't, that's fair enough. Uh, but but I don't think you'll find anything like it for a, for a free service. And I don't think it's going to be free forever. Uh, the owner of the business, the founder of the business said it's only um, uh, for a limited time because they're still adding to this software. And during this beta period, if you like, they are just giving this away uh, for free, but they won't do it forever. I'm sure they won't. And every time they've 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 upgraded it further the price has gone up for the upgrades so anyway it's free at the moment so go and have a look at it especially if you want to get an online business up and running in this year so thanks for listening and i will speak to you again soon do have a look at that it's free account with groove funnels thank you for listening to money tips for more tips and information visit moneytipsdaily.com The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 